Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, this in your dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., hero to hundreds of millions, considered an anachronism and half a joke on many college campuses, a little old school, really an enabler of white unwokedness. And then people who defend him are the racists. I was going to bring that up, but first of all, speaking of jokers... 
What was it with you jokers the other day? We played an MLK clip and we talked about it. And what was that? What was that? That was his actual birthday. And then we got with what's today? This is the holiday Martin Luther King Day. And we doubled up? Two MLK days in like four shows. I'm not allowed to? What are you? Are you against that? I can only do my impassioned speech like once. I don't know, you can't break it twice. Oh, Imagine if he felt the same way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, good shot, Sean. Way to go. But I was going to bring that up. I have no sense of how uh, black America, but in particular, like the uh, the new, you know, the crowd that's writing these books about and you have to be anti-racist if you're not, that, that popular new book uh, or, or th- theory that if you're not actively anti-racist in everything you do in the way we you, describe you right. are a racist right there's there's only two choices you're actively anti-racist or you are a racist yes and what being actively anti-racist is is a constantly moving target and defined by other people and you can't win but by god if you ever violate what we say today is necessary you are a racist but that and is, racists are violent, therefore we can commit violence against you. But that has caught on as a uh, as a as a thing in uh, academia and uh, like the uh, the chattering classes and books and speeches and all that sort of stuff. And I don't uh, how is MLK viewed in that crowd? I don't have any sense of that. You know, I read something the other day, and this person doesn't speak for any for everyone any more than we do or anybody else does. But but they said the problem with MLK is he made it way too easy on white America. And white people embrace his teachings now because you can just do nothing and say, oh, yeah, he was a good dude. Um, but that's not nearly enough. You need to be tearing down white people, tearing down the patriarchy, tearing down the entire system, which is built on racism, or you are a racist. I would like to hear like, some super smart people talk about that. Um I just did. Because, like, uh, like I said, I, I just don't know where he fits. And then, and then, how do you, um, how do you at, attack, you know, particular parts of the "I Have a Dream" speech, which MLK is most famous for? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see how that fits in with I everything. Think, I think you damn him with faint praise, as they say. You would say uh, that was that was fine at the time. It was a, a bridge. It was a uh, he was of his time. Okay. Maybe that was even all he could ask for. But they would probably say Malcolm X had it more right or whatever. I don't know. And we'll talk about that more later. We go. We got a Super Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, a great one too, man. Finally, a couple of great teams. Finally, a rematch from Super Bowl one. Was that the Packers? Oh, that's right. The Packers didn't win. Yeah, San Francisco and Kansas City. Couple so we missed out on a rematch from Super Bowl One. <laughs> what are you, 80? <laughs> I kept hearing that yesterday. I just thought that was funny. That would be kind of fun. I mean, you'd see a lot of old-timey footage of, you know, three <laughs> yards in a cloud of dust and, you know, lots of handing off, which, oddly enough, is what the 49ers did yesterday. But Chiefs uh, 49ers? Yeah. yeah. What's, what's the early favorite in that? I'm hearing the 49ers. I have to look again. Chiefs favored by one was last I saw. Wow. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. There, it's, it's a wobbler. That's exciting stuff right there. I, wow. Yeah, I, I'm anxious to talk about that at least a little bit, as it is uh, really one of the few moments that we all come together anymore in America. Mm. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and which should be Saturday. By the way, t- speaking of causes that you're ready to be militant about, that's mine. Move Super Bowl to Saturday. Move Super Bowl to Saturday. Clearly. Who's against that? Nobody. Nobody. 
Yeah, we're so, all going to get to We're going to eat too much. We're going to drink too much. We're going to hoot and holler. On the East Coast, the damn thing doesn't end until the wee hours, practically. Right, right. You know, when, when, when is this? It's 6.45 Eastern. It's, it's Come on. Move the Super Bowl to Saturday. you got to get a hashtag going. Especially, uh, I think it exists, and it just needs, you know, it's, it's the early days of the Super Bowl rights movement. Huh. Um, especially if you're going to do the two weeks between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. The compromise is, all right, move it up to Saturday. I'm going to prefer one week. Or, or make the next Monday a holiday. Since I don't actually watch sports anymore, I guess it doesn't make any difference to me whether the Super Bowl is tomorrow or a month from now. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't stand up for what's right. Um, but back when I used to follow sports, I used to hate the two weeks off. I hated it. Um, two red teams. Who gets to wear the red? How did they decide that? Oh, dear, I, there's, I don't know. Who's the home team? Who gets to wear their home red? Uh, they'll have to flip a coin or something. Uh, clearly has an advantage. Oh, the AFC team is home. I believe. I saw an article where the Niners yeah. are asking for an exemption to wear their all-white like throwback uniforms, and for some reason they need written league approval to do that, and there's some in question the, of whether that's... no that. fun league? Yeah. 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 All right. They ought to be able to wear khaki shorts and Hawaiian shirts if they want. Who cares? I did see like two minutes of a football game yesterday, and uh, I saw probably the best two minutes as the heaviest person ever scored a touchdown, Yes, <laughs> which was, I was very excited about. It was, you know, speaking of civil rights, <laughs> real... Body shaving. Real step forward for the heavy set, Jack. Guy almost 400 pounds? Oh, yeah. Hey, he's big as a house. 6'8", almost 400 pounds. Yeah, he doesn't even look that fat, but he's a big old boy. That is a giant human being right there. Tell you what. Heaviest person to ever score a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would kind of like to run. I'd I'd like him to push me a little bit, just so I'd have a sense of it. Oh, I, I wouldn't yeah. want him to hit me at full speed, you know, obviously. Like being hit by a car. I'd be in the hospital, but I'd just like yeah. him to, you know, just kind of nudge Or you, better yet, you try to push him out of your yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. That's Squat it. Squat you away like a child. That's it. I would like to run at him with pads and a helmet on and try to get him to move. <laughs> Put his massive <laughs> hand on top of your head like you're six years old. <laughs> right. Look like a baseball in his hands and just push you backwards. Like when I'm wrestling my kids. You're swinging your arms. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the weekend. Heaviest person ever scores a touchdown. Uh, I don't know if anybody wants to hear this, but I think I finally have my head wrapped around impeachment. Two things on impeachment, which starts oh, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, one. It's, it's, yes, of course we want to hear it. It's huge. One, I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? One it's historic. One, I've actually gotten a little bit excited for it, and yeah. we'll play you some audio for that coming up, explaining why it's starting to get a little bit exciting. And two, I think I finally understand what the Democrats' strategy was. Legally speaking, and and if this was their strategy, it may have been pretty brilliant. What what, what do you mean in delaying it for weeks? Why they didn't or? call witnesses and all that sort oh, of stuff? Oh, in the house. Yeah, yeah okay. I think I finally get that. All and right. They explain. I had I listened to lawyers explain it, and I had to listen it like three times to fully wrap my head around it. But wow. I think they had a strategy, and it may turn out to be pretty brilliant, actually. Wow. Okay. So uh, we'll that talk would, about that. That later. would uh, get my attention. I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is a Monday, January 20th. A year from now, either Donald J. will be re-sworn in or somebody new will be sworn in at noon a year from now. Wow, today in a year. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of exciting to think about it. People of the future, what happens? Anyway, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. Yes, we're at work, and apparently you're uh, busy, too. Here we go at Mark. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read 
of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. Just so pure, so undeniable, it, it it changed history. And they're chucking that aside in in favor of, well, I think this group should get this much power, and because we're smart and we're professors and journalists, this group should get this much power. I tell you what, I hope this, this idiot, this dangerous, this horrific movement in fake civil rights passes as quickly as it appears. Appeared um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. It it includes some really interesting information on something you're going to hear about later today. It's going to be a big old headline. We'll we'll let you know uh, you know what you need to know. Awesome! All the stuff we mentioned, how impeachment's going to unfold, my everything on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Getty show. I was in the lunchroom where they've got um, some very old donuts, and they had the TV on, and what on ESPN? Watching sports guys talk about football in serious tones, like it's healthcare or gay rights or something. Right. Like, you know, the world hangs in the balance. is always amusing to me. And I like so when people serious. get angry about Oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. They're mad and they're in <laughs> each other's faces. I mean, it's very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Chiefs <sighs> 49ers. Huh? Well, huh? It's, it's a whale of a matchup, Jack. Mailbag. Do I get back on the Chiefs bandwagon? Well, 49ers fans are saying yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no kidding. Jack is the cooler if you're new to the show. His very uh, statement of preference for a team is fatal in 100% of the cases. Mm-hmm. It's really quite amazing. I'm surprised that you are not being held right now, chained in the basement of some Las Vegas casino. <laughs> and, you know, being beaten by gangsters who make you profess your love for one <laughs> team or another. And the fix is then in. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, and and there there is no political freedom without personal freedom. <clears throat> and there is no personal freedom without uh, knowledge. And he, uh, he, he preached that all his life and it made a huge impression on me as a boy, actually. Um, and so his freedom-loving quote of the day today is, The function of education is to teach one to think intensively and to think critically. Intelligence plus character, that is the goal of true education. And getting back to our criticism of college camp these days, uh, to think intensively and to think critically. No, they're being taught to reflexively agree with the party line at all times. It's just so outrageous. It's, you know... I know so, I rant on and on about it, but please join, won't you? Somebody in the know. You uh, you work on a college campus, or you got kid, whatever, whatever reason you're is for knowing. Is MLK still a revered big deal on college campuses that you know of, or not? I don't really have a sense of that. Text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Yeah, or is he a yes but character, or, or what? How is he seen? Four one five two nine five KFTC, or if you prefer to email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. 
Uh, William writes, hey, you guys are working today. It means you are among the necessary people. Only uh, the unnecessary have today off. I'm not mm. sure that's true. But... Markets are closed. If my money's not working, why am I? Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good uh, question. Uh, I would tell you this. A lot of the holidays, a lot of national holidays exist because... Governments are negotiating with public uh, workers, unions, and they can't get any more money out of the taxpayers, so they say, how about we give you another day off? Right. Now, there's plenty of good reasons to have a holiday today. Taxpayers um, go to work. This, to, that's one of them. The taxpayers go to work to pay for government workers to stay home. Yes, you work for the government. Just uh, be sure you know that and then fall into line. Let's see. I'm going to go with this one. Uh, so the Navy is going to announce today, I believe, that they are naming an aircraft carrier. I believe it's a, a new Ford-class aircraft character uh, carrier, rather, after Doris Miller, a woman, a dude named Doris. It's practically a boy named Sue, as his family explains, Jack. And thanks to alert listener Samuel um, for passing this along. Um. It uh, is an amazing story of heroism uh, during the attack in World War uh, at Pearl Harbor. Rather, this um, he was like a, a you couldn't be a fighting man as a black man at that point in the American service. So he was a, more or less a a cook and a cleaner and a laundry guy and whatever. And um, he was named Doris because his parents were expecting a girl and then just stuck with the same name, which is odd to say the least. I'd say. If you're expected parents, don't do that. Anyway. Go ahead and have a a name for both sexes. But the the ships were were being attacked. His his crewmates were dying. There's mayhem all around. He was ordered to uh, evacuate and help get the captain off the ship who was mortally wounded. And instead, he grabbed a machine gun. And start an unleash in hell on the Japanese zeros, and uh, with with some success, I guess, and was uh, a hero, and and uh, went on a speaking tour and the rest of it. Anyway, so the Navy is going to finally finally recognize his heroism, I guess, and name an aircraft carrier after mm. him, which is nice. Anyway, good for him. Uh, let's see. You know, this is heavy. This is very serious. I'm not sure I want to go with heavy and serious right now. What's roughly the subject matter? Well, it's funny. We received a couple of different emails on the same topic, one uh, turning us on to a a link to a story in the WAPO, and that is the miserable, unforgivable state of our foster care system in the U.S. of A. And and how these, you know, beautiful little children, through zero fault of their own, are in miserable circumstances. They have no parents, or their parents are junkies, or abusive, or, or what have you. And we as a society, because those kids don't have powerful lobbyists that bribe politicians, we as a society have no money, no time, and no energy for them. And often they get treated like hell, and they have miserable lives, and they grow up to be prostitutes and criminals. Drug addicts are dead. There's all kinds of reasons to want to care about this. Oh, my gosh. The the obvious, just caring about little kids not having sucky lives, there's that. But... uh, all kinds of reasons just to, 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 to not have to spend so much money on people who are not going to make it and are going to be very expensive for society. Yeah. So for practical reasons and just, you know, decent Christian reasons or whatever, um, this should be such a big issue. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit later on, comparing and contrasting the things at which hundreds of millions, billions of dollars are thrown because people are making money on it, even as politicians give you their 
their uh, eloquent speaks of their speeches of their great concern for mankind and their noble purpose, blah, blah, blah. They got all sorts of money for uh, people who bribe them and nothing for, for instance, public defenders, which is a constitutional right. And uh, and and foster kids, that sort of thing. So anyway, realize it's 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 very serious, and often we are jocular and hilarious around here, which we hope to be coming up. Yes, um, but you know it's it's worth thinking about. Huh? How did impeachment unfold the way it did? Stay tuned for that. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 50 years of waiting. 50 years. Their dreams have come true. Hail! Hail to the king of the Chiefs kingdom forever! Because today, the team that Lamar Hunt founded has just won Lamar Hunt's trophy in the stadium that was Lamar Hunt's dream! Kansas City is the AFC champion! They are headed to Miami for Super Bowl... 54, final score, Kansas City 35, Tennessee 24. Eric. I liked how he had to hesitate there to figure out the Roman numerals. Yeah. Super Bowl! What's the L? What's an L? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. So I, we, we, uh, two of the stations or two of the cities we're most successful in, the Armstrong and Getty Show currently, based on ratings. Yeah. San Francisco and Kansas City. Oh, the dilemma. Huh? Huh? What? And I have rooted for both teams. Oh, yeah. Although I've rooted for more for the Chiefs than any team probably uh, any, any, in America. Since you were a little lad, huh? I wouldn't, be a, I wouldn't be bandwagon jumping if I got into Kansas City. I haven't watched a snap of Mahomes play football. Oh, boy. But I could. Oh, I it's wouldn't, crazy fun. But uh, I could get a, hey, were you there during the Steve DeBerg years? Oh, were you? Wow. Were you? Wow. So you're going to try to find your real fan card. First of all, it's there with your high school yearbooks. Oh, I've sat through some 4-12 and 12 seasons. No. Oh boy! So we're in Jersey. Fans sat through four and twelve season last year, which is amazing. I know it. That's amazing. Yeah, I understand how that happens in the NBA, where you just got five guys starting. How you can you know turn your you get one good player and you know twenty percent of your team is changed. Yeah, but in the NFL, for things to change that fast is amazing. Well, yeah, part of it was that their star quarterback uh, had only one knee, one functioning knee. For the entire season. But. Yeah. Jack, isn't your family Chiefs fans? Oh, yeah. All my brothers were texting, so, and my brother just kept texting. I can't believe they're actually going to the Super Bowl. Then he texted me the same thing in like 10 minutes. I still can't even. It hasn't sunk in yet. He was so excited. So if you wear a hat and or, or and you're a cooler, they'll never talk to you again. True. True. I'll be <laughs> shut out of family Christmases. Uh, so we got impeachment tomorrow. Less Less fun than talking about the football game, probably. Well, but the impeachment a, starts, and I can't wait. I think it's tons of fun. Are it you could kidding? be. It, it's hard to say yet because nobody knows exactly how it's going to play out. But I heard this on Friday. One guy describing how it could go, and I thought, okay, you might have my attention now. This is Mark Thiessen. He's a columnist for the Washington Post with a little description of how it could play out. 
Look, I think Ken Starr is absolutely right. They are going to have witnesses in all likelihood, and his legal team is going to take advantage of that because the, one of the key parts of, of the president's defense is that if Hunter Biden, what his contract with Burisma was corrupt, then his phone call with the Ukrainian president had a public purpose. It wasn't self-dealing. So they're going to put Joe Biden and Hunter Biden on trial. And, there's, and it's not just Hunter Biden that will probably testify. You're probably going to have Amos Hochstein, who was the Obama energy czar, uh, who uh, he, he was the one who went to Biden and, t- and told him that there's a problem with your you have a conflict of interest with your with your son's business dealings. What did he say? What did he say to Joe Biden? They're going to bring in legal experts uh, to prove the case that Hunter Biden's deal was corrupt. They're going to investigate his deals in China and Romania because it shows a pattern of corruption on the part of Hunter Biden. And then finally, they will bring in the vice president himself. And the vice president will not be under legal cross-examination, will not be able to get away with saying, focus on Donald Trump. And I might, nobody says my son did anything wrong because there will be many witnesses who said that his son, in fact, did something wrong. Can Hunter, you you're a loser. Can you imagine the leading candidate to run against the president being questioned to try to make the point that clearly this was a corrupt deal your son was involved in? You know, and looking at other things to show a pattern of corruption with his family, whether it even whether it even stuck or not, just imagine what that spectacle would look like day after day. I think you're 100 percent right. And there is no counter argument that would that would sink the ship, the good ship, Biden. So that's the uh, that's the excitement of the uh, the the Biden side, right? The, the, yeah. the bringing in Hunter Biden and everything like that. Yep. How about the other side? This Lev Parnas person, Trey Gowdy, spoke to that. If you're going to make Lev Parnas the center of your impeachment prosecution, then you're also opening yourself to having to call the hundreds of witnesses who have an opinion on his veracity and credibility. So it's not just Lev Parnas who's a witness. It's anyone who has an opinion on his credibility. So now this six-week trial is a six-month trial. Don't you threaten me. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought. And that's just the Lev Parnas portion. Oh, yeah. That's not even the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden portion. Well, and never mind John Bolton and Mick Mulvaney and the rest of it. I mean, if you call them, you're allowed to call counter witnesses or cross-examine them and the rest of it, and it'll be October 28th, and, you know, we'll still be going. So will that can of worms get opened, the whole witness thing? If it does, it looks like we're going for months here, people. Now, starting tomorrow, these rules have been laid out so far. Prosecution gets 24 hours. The defense gets 24 hours, a testimony to lay this sort of thing out. It's literally ex- 24 hours of, of, of courtroom of time. Jawing. Of Senate it's time. Ex- it's not a courtroom. It's not a trial. It's but- expected that. Okay. Wow, that's Mi- funny. Mitch McConnell is going to announce 12-hour days at the beginning. So they're going to do so. You two 12-hour days for the prosecution, two 12-hour days for the other side. He doesn't mind that because tortoises live like 150 <laughs> years. So he's fine with that. To get that whole thing out of the way. Good Lord. Then after they do that... They'll get to the voting and jawing about whether or not they have witnesses. Now, here's what I learned yesterday from uh, Chris Wallace, who's really good, and I had Lindsey Graham on, and I think I finally understand what the strategy was. I hope I can explain this in a way that makes sense, since I uh, did not consider going to law school and had no interest in it. Mm. But I've been wondering all along, why, why did the House not, why didn't they subpoena Bolton? Why didn't they try to make that happen? Why didn't they you know, say, look, this is important? He subpoenaed the the White House claims executive privilege, and then you let the Supreme Court decide. Right. Here's why. There have been two Supreme Court rulings on this issue. One is that, uh, and this was in the Nixon case, you can't claim executive privilege 
if there's a possible crime here, if, if you're being accused of a crime, executive privilege goes out the window, so you got to turn over the tapes in that case, or you'd have to let Bolton testify or whatever. The tapes, which were early Grateful Dead shows, if you're not a student of history, the Nixon tapes. But the other Supreme Court ruling that happened around executive privilege was there has been a Supreme Court ruling that made it clear the Supreme Court thinks, look, we're going to leave it up to the Senate. This is the way this is designed. We're not going to jump into this. If the Senate says... It's executive privilege. It is. If they say it's not, it's not. We're not going to make that decision. Interesting. In other words, if you can come up with 51 senators that say, no, Bolton's got to testify, the Supreme Court is not going to touch that. And I think Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer thought we can get 51. Currently, the 66% of Americans believe there should be witnesses. Mm -hmm. So the White House will claim executive privilege. There'll be a vote on that. In the Senate... The Democrats will be able to peel off a handful of those moderate Republicans. There will be 51 senators to say, you got to testify. The Supreme Court's saying, we don't want a part of this. Okay. It's up to you to decide. And so, in effect, as Lindsey Graham says, the Senate then destroys executive privilege this way. If they had done it in the House, it would have gone to the Supreme Court, and they might have lost. Right. In the Senate, the Senate gets to decide it's they not like a legal matter. They like their chances better. They like okay. their chances better. It's not a legal matter. Oh. It's a political matter. Yeah. And yeah. they think they've got 51 that will say, yeah, you got to do it. So now they can get their John Bolton or whoever they want to testify. Was that their plan all along? Some people believe so. Wow, that's an interesting theory. I tell you, though... The the moderate Republicans are are pretty serious people. I mean, most of the, they're probably moderate by nature, but they're also moderate because their electorate is moderate and they want to get reelected. But they're also pretty serious people, and if they get the feeling that they will be destroying executive privilege, being the you know the doctrine that the the, the president gets to get confidential consultations with his advisors, they have to be able to talk things over in private to come up with policy and decide what to do about war and peace and the rest of it. Sure, imagine giving uh, your boss advice if you thought, you know, there's a chance this is going to come out. (laughs) Yeah, every single word was going to be reported not only to the board of directors, but the public. Yeah, so the principle of executive privilege has existed for a very long time and is is more or less sacred. This was a way around it. It's pretty clever if this was their plan. Except that if, in effect, they will be destroying it, de facto in the Senate for any future impeachment or whatever, I'm thinking your Susan Collinses are going to realize, uh, and your other moderates, that, wow, that would be a hell of a thing to do. Because if your theory is true, Jack, that they're correct, that we're going to have an impeachment every other year now. They're, 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 I'm not the only person saying that. Right. Well, if that's true, and they're destroying executive privilege... Um, I'm not sure they're going to want to do that, but we'll, we'll see. So can you get a handful of Republicans to peel off, given that poll that came out last week that showed 60-some percent of Americans think there should be witnesses? The whole executive privilege thing will get lost. People aren't, you know, people don't, enough people don't pay, pay close enough attention to care about that issue. Yeah. And be, yeah, there ought to be witnesses. And so you have Because it's a trial. Every trial has witnesses. Right. That's the argument. So, um, dumb people rule the day again. So the how, ignorant. So seeing how that plays out is kind of exciting. And then, as you just heard from the clips, you get to witnesses, you got Hunter Biden up there, and their whole point is to make him look corrupt. Because if he is corrupt, then the president was doing the right thing. He was hunting out corruption. He wasn't just trying to get dirt on an opponent. He was hunting out corruption, like he says in Ukraine. If you can show Hunter Biden and perhaps his dad to be 
corrupt-ish, at least. Well, then on the Love Partners side, you got six months of trying to beat that guy up. Right. <laughs> awesome. Keep, keeping in mind that you don't have to prove anything. All you have to do sure. is sow enough seeds of doubt that you don't get two-thirds of the Senate, which has kind of been assumed by everybody ain't going to happen anyway. Right. So your bar is pretty low. So it could get exciting. All you got to do is prevent people that nobody expects, senators that nobody expected to go the get rid of them route. All you have to do is prevent them from doing what they're not inclined to do anyway. I went from thinking this is going to be a complete snoozer to thinking it might be pretty exciting. The only thing is this excitement could play out very slowly. I mean, if you have six months, think how slow that would be. No, forget it. Just uh, let me know what happens, you know. God, and you'd be, just, I'm not watching the whole thing. You'd have impeachment. Nobody could. You'd have impeachment in the middle of the conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be wild. wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and I think ultimately fatiguing and, and cynicizing, is that a word? Making people even more cynical and just... Oh, yeah. Just oh, a yeah. drag, in short. <laughs> the whole thing's a drag, man. Yeah. I anyway. Send it. We're having a damn vote in, in November. So, if, if I hope, I hope that, is that enough for you? 24 hours of uh, each side laying out their case? Because they're going to say exactly the same. I almost dropped an S-bomb. They're going to say exactly the same S. Say it. They said the last four times you tuned in. Right. The same, and here's the, here's the exciting part. The same people yes. <laughs> are yes. going to say the same S. That you've heard joke. several times. And it's going to be the equivalent of six consecutive eight-hour days of listening oh. to that. Oh, my God. I mean, kill me. Seriously. I need my kill me clip because that is going to be that is going to be my feeling for perhaps the next six months. Should have done me. that to El Baghdadi instead of droning him. He'd have flipped. He'd have told us where all the bombs are. You just made him oh, watch impeachment? Oh, for God's sake, it's stuck. Kill me. Kill me. If I hear another syllable out of Adam Schiff, I'll kill myself. <laughs> kill me. Kill me. So here you go. For better or worse, that's it. Isn't the new temperature human beings are? Stay tuned. My whole life it's been 98.6. They changed it. Wow. Are we getting hotter or colder? Global warming has affected humans. Stay tuned. Unless it's gotten colder. Because we're all staring at our phones and we've grown cold. There's no human contact anymore. China's going to run out of people. Come on, China! It's another story we got to get to. New York Times endorsed two candidates. All right. Yeah, in an act of stunning cowardice and intellectual dishonesty, they have endorsed two, and their explanation for it is funny, Very. in my mind. Well, it's it's enormous cowardice, but, you know, what what else do you expect? Well, this is shocking. Did you see 60 Minutes last night? It was one of those um, repackaged, uh, rerunny, put together on a theme shows, but I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was all wildlife. Focused on animals. Yeah, it was uh, great white sharks right off the coast of uh, Cape Cod, like right there. You could, you know, hurl your beach umbrella at one and spirit from from the, uh, the shore, which was chilling. I didn't see that, but I did see some of Seven Worlds, One Planet, the new David Attenborough uh, nature miniseries that debuted Saturday night. Do we need another nature series? Another David Attenborough. Look at the walrus. 
<laughs> um, he's enormous. Uh, so anyway, yeah, and, and wolves at Yellowstone, and then uh, what was it? Oh, a, a wildlife photographer. I found it, it was great. It was very entertaining. Um, but uh, last week, speaking of David Attenborough, the liar, BBC's Frozen Planet came under fire when it was revealed that a scene of a polar bear and her two newborn cubs was staged in a zoo. Look at the cubs, but they will not survive the winter. Fake bears, fake bears. Well, it was uh, the real bears, but it was staged. The mother goes on a search for food while the cubs stay behind. In the following days, the Daily Mail, which is sometimes accurate. But it was a zoo? <laughs> well, yeah, it was staged in a zoo. It was a guy in a polar bear costume. <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh, and two little kids in a little polar bear costume. It was cute. In the following days, it was reported other scenes were not filmed with the animals in their natural environment, including one of a caterpillar crawling around in a wintry scene that really took place in a box. I'm not sure I care. Do oh, I care? You're all right with dishonesty, fakery, fraud. Jack soft on fraud. Label the podcast. Now, if you're going heavy and hard on, uh, you're trying to convince me of global warming and all that sort of stuff, and you're using made-up footage about polar bears. Look at this polar bear as the snow recedes. And it's on a street corner. It's cement everywhere. It's, it, it, what's mm. that got to do with it? Uh, if you're trying to make a political point, but if it's just, I mean, if it's ultimately the story is true. The caterpillar's in a box instead of out in the jungle. Why make them fly all the way to the Amazon to get this caterpillar on a leaf if they can get it uh, in the studio? What the, what the hell difference does it make? It's fraudulent. Uh, so they uh, they did an investigation and found a number of other scenes that were highly deceptive, or at least misleading, or at least you assume they're in nature and nobody said they were, and, uh, you know, mum's the word. Let's see. The big director in charge. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The BBC's actions in not disclosing the truth, according to Chris Palmer, wildlife filmmaker and author of Shooting in the Wild, etc., 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 you don't care, neither do I. This is a documentary, not a movie, he said. When people look at a documentary, there's an implied promise that what you're seeing is real. Eh. On the other hand, uh, let's see. Doesn't bother me. I'm not going to tell my kids. This is all fake, by the way. Look at this. That's a guy in a polar bear outfit. <laughs> It's actually the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> now, oddly enough, this Palmer guy who's leading the charge against the so-called dishonesty, and Attenborough's people pointed out, we're not going to put a film crew in a cave with polar bears. Number one, to disturb the bears and the baby bears. Number two, they'd eat us. So, but this is the way they cuddle in the artificial cave in the zoo. You. You pains in the butt. <laughs> anyway, I love this. Uh, Palmer himself, who was the guy griping just, you know, 30 seconds ago, admitted that he himself has staged scenes, including an Irish film on wolves where some of the wolves he used were rented. <laughs> rented wolves. <laughs> That's a good band name. Shame. 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 Welcome to Joe's Wolf Rental. Well, how can I help you? Some of the wolves used were Cocker Spaniels. How can I help you? That's how you'd have to greet people. <laughs> At the wolf place, everybody all the uh, everybody works there has to wear your wolf shirt, like your wolf t-shirt that you wear. Howling at the moon, right. Yeah. Yeah. How, how can I help you? By the way, 
I was in a stonatorium yesterday, kind of by accident. A stonatorium? Is a smoke shop? Yeah. Okay. Or, or a dispensary. I don't know what it was, but it was uh, clearly a place where uh, people like you hang out. Uh, there, I Sean. don't know what that means, wow, but that go ahead. hasn't sounded at all <laughs> off-putting. And they sold all the stuff. My son wanted to go in there because he said it was a hippie store, and he liked the looks of the posters. But I got yes. in there, and I, I can tell it was a stonatorium. Um, but they had, a lot of, stone. they had a lot of wolf t-shirts. Is that a thing among the stoner crowd? Wolf t-shirts? Is that popular? It's kind of a mocking thing. Uh, I was. I thought, oh, the wolf T-shirt, Sean. The, yes. Now I get it. <laughs> Not directly tied, but I could. There seems to be some overlapping Venn diagrams <laughs> right. of people who who like those sort of things. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. Not everybody, but yeah, that's a fan, fair number. That's some fantastic wolves in front of a giant moon T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very like naturey, right? Sure. Like, oh, it's from the Earth, man. Like that guy. <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. Don't tell me you walked out of there without one for your boy. Rented wolves. <laughs> Chicks dig the wolf T-shirt, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Yeah. The New York Times endorsed two candidates for some reason. <laughs> Weak. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 